Broadcasting by the sea in sunny San Diego, this is the Ascended Masters at Work show, where we lift the veil of mysticism and reveal ancient secrets brought to earth by the world's greatest spiritual teachers. Here we share real-life stories that change lives and widen our eyes. And now, here is your host and spiritual life coach, Reverend Shirlene Reeves. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Ascended Masters at Work. And I want to remind you what that means. That means that we receive messages day in and day out. And it's our little, that back of your mind, that little intuitive thinking that gives you direction in what to do next. And so many of the great leaders in the world follow all of that information. And that's how they end up where they are today. So yes, last week we talked about sales and how sales makes a difference in your business. And I was talking about my new book, Selling Through Your Heart, Empowering You to Build Relationships for Financial Freedom. And we are just about to launch that. So I hope you're going to be looking for it. I don't even have it up on Amazon yet, but I will very shortly. And I'm very excited about this launch that's coming up. And so I'm going to be sharing more and more out of the book about what it is that we need to do as entrepreneurs or as any kind of business owner to make better sales. And you've heard time and again on this show that it always starts with your target market. So I hope you've already defined that target market and that you know exactly who it is you want to work with. Now, some people say you need to have a very broad target market to catch a lot of people and narrow it down. But I don't say that. I say that you need to pinpoint your target market and then speak directly to them so that they actually reach out to you. Wouldn't that be cool if you could make money by people reaching out to you rather than you having to go out and find clients? Now, one of the biggest problems that I think we have in sales is, well, there's a number of them actually, and I wanna address those. One is that sometimes we feel too pushy. And we're worried that maybe our friends are going to run away from us or our family's gonna say, you don't know what the heck you're talking about and then get mad at us. But the reality is that we become pushy when we use scripts. Have you ever noticed that? I really notice it with real estate agents because they'll say the same thing. Every one of them says the same thing. If you ask them anything about a house, They'll ask you, are you ready to buy or sell? Or do you know anybody who's willing to buy or sell? Because we could help them. Well, the reality is that's just a script. And we feel like it's salesy and that it is a script. So we kind of back away from those people. Sometimes we even run away from those people and hide. In fact, when I was on Katrina Sawa's stage a couple of weekends ago, I actually pretended like I was one of those who was running away from someone who just keeps hammering on you to make a sale. And everywhere you see them, 
they chase after you and it's like they have boxing gloves on in there. Are you ready now? Let's do it now. Uh, we got to do it right now. Or what happens if you don't do it in this minute? You're going to have all kinds of problems in your life. I don't like that. And I bet you don't like it either because I run from those people too. I don't care whether they're coming in the bathroom or whether, you know, <laughs> wherever they are at an event, I'm moving to the other side of the room because I don't want to work with that person. I don't even want to talk to them. And then there's those people that we are invited to coffee and we're so happy that we're invited to coffee because we think we're going to make a new friend. Have you ever had that experience? And you go and you sit down and you know, you're so excited to get to know this person because your goal is to build relationship and see how you can work together. And next thing you know, they start selling you and telling you what you need and what you don't need and what you could be doing better with your life. And that isn't comfortable either. And that all comes from a script based knowledge that we learn when we develop a program or we de or we start to sell a product they tell us what to say but we don't take the time to tear up the scripts and really get to know the other person on a one-to-one -one basis and see what it is that they need now last week I mentioned that we had our programs all turned upside down. And the guest I have today is really good at supporting others at developing programs. And that's why I brought her on here, because I want you to get a feel for how to develop your program in a way that your clients need it so that it makes it easy to sell. What we do is we just dream of this program and we've been through this experience and we figure there's a lot of other people who have been through the same experience. You know what I mean? And then we decide, okay, I've been through this experience. So I'm an expert at it because I came out on the other side. So I'm going to do a program and then I'm going to go out and sell it to people. Well, that's upside down thinking. That's like looking for a needle in the haystack. If you tear up your scripts, and this is step one, I told you I was going to give you five points for how to sell with your heart. Okay, five points. This is step one. Tear up your scripts and get to know the individual that you have seated in front of you. And you can use this same thing when you go to networking events and you're standing there for just five minutes. You can literally get to know them rather than focus on you and your scripts. Usually people who come across headstrong and ready to sell and beat you down until they make a sale are pretty needy. They're maybe on their last leg of their business. And you know, I did a bit of research this morning and I was really surprised to find that there are many, many more women entrepreneurs and Latinos than there have been in the last two years. And here's another thing. People who are between the ages of 65 and 55 have really stepped into the business market. And a lot of them have been laid off. So they call themselves consultants and sometimes they call themselves coaches. But we always wanna look at what those people are doing and whether they're doing what they are trying to sell. 
Now, when you come into one of my classes, I focus on that heavily because I don't want my students teaching something that they haven't experienced themselves. One of my biggest rubs is people who say they can help you make a seven-figure business, but they have never made a seven-figure business themselves. They aren't even there, but they think they know how to do it. That's one of my biggest rubs. Because I'm telling you, if they aren't making a seven-figure income, then how can you do it? You have to follow your mentor. Follow the coach that you've hired to coach you. And the other thing is that I hear about so many coaches that charge an exorbitant amount of money and then you don't even get where you're trying to go. There's no results. And then they walk away and say, okay, your six months is up or your year is up. And you're left standing there wondering what in the world to do next. And then you've got to go find another coach, right? Have you ever had that experience? I've been through that many, many times because as you know, I have a spiritual background, a huge knowledge base in finance, which we're going to talk about that in the future. And also I built a multi-million dollar business and had 23,000 people working under me. I can say that I can support others in building their business. I can say I can support others in developing their programs and pricing them properly because I do it myself. I can tell them how to do video, how to send video out to their database and how to create video for social media so that you become the expert in your specialized area. But I'll tell you what, I can't tell you how to build a funnel because that's not what I do. It's not what I want to do. It's not in my genre. And even if I knew how to build a funnel, I wouldn't teach it because it's not my area of expertise. So as an entrepreneur, think about what you're doing, how long you've been doing it, and what are your credentials. So when you speak to people, you understand your area of expertise so well that you don't have to have a script. Now, the next thing I want to talk to you about is practicing active listening skills. Active listening skills are really important because if you don't listen to what people are telling you, you don't know how to respond. And where this really comes in is when you're listening to potential clients. And if you break in to their conversation or what they're trying to share with you, then you are going to lose continuity with what they're telling you. So many people that I watch are trying to talk to a potential client and they jump in and start coaching before the person even finishes their thought. It's like they think they can read their mind. I don't, I don't really understand it, but I see it happen all the time. So if you ask a question, step back and listen to what the individual is telling you because you're gonna find out what the biggest challenge is in their business. That's a question that I ask. What is your biggest challenge in business right now? And then I listen 
because I want to know if I can refer them to one of my students or if they may be ready for one of my courses. But if I don't listen, I won't be able to find that out. I hope that makes sense to you. So number one, tear up the scripts. Number two, practice active listening skills. Number three is to use your client's words and phrases for connection. Now we do this by a process that just has to do with interviews. And I'm no different than any other marketing company that's out there. And neither are my students. I mean, think about it. When they advertise cars, think about the, mo the car that you want and the commercial that you've seen. If you're younger and a guy, they probably put a guy there that speaks your language and talks all about how wonderful the car is in a way that you would understand. If it's someone who wants to buy a Cadillac, it may be more leisurely. They may want to have comfort and they want to feel secure and more easygoing or laid back in their car and just kind of sink into the seats. What they do is they have a number of people come in and they show them the commercial and then they get feedback. So what we do is we design a specific number of questions that are identified toward whatever it is they want to teach. Whatever my students want to teach, we design questions that give them the words and phrases that their clients say. So then they go and use all these words and phrases in their marketing, on their videos, in whatever it is if they're standing on stage, all they use are the words and phrases and the benefits of their program. I hope this is making sense to you. Now think about this. You can't just go ask any old question. It can't be a yes and no question unless you ask them to expand on their thought. You really need full sentences so that you can glean those words and phrases and put them into your marketing. And you can ask questions that don't give you the answers that you need. So it really helps if you run it by somebody else, a coach or somebody like me, that can really look at your questions and make sure they're designed in a way that they will give you the answers to what it is your target market says with regard to their challenges, okay? And then the next thing is to use open body language. Don't stand and, and meet with someone with your arms crossed or with your hands on your hips or rolling your eyes. You have to really be careful about who you are as a person and how you show up. And the way that you can determine what it is you do, because a lot of times they're just habits. I used to have an ex-husband who every time we were discussing what we would do with our mutual business, he'd fold his arms over his chest and, and puff it up. And I knew I was in for a challenge. You don't want your clients to feel that way. So just drop your hands to the side and take a big deep breath and look them in the eyes and listen to what they are saying. But then, like I said, it's the right questions. And I'm gonna give you four right questions next week that you can ask that will give you some feedback on your own programs and what your clients are thinking. 
And then number five is think about your clients before you think about yourself. It's not all about you just selling them your program. It's about you listening to others so that they can be provided with the best benefit or the best service or the best referral that you have in your toolbox. But if you aren't thinking about your clients first, you are never going to make it because you're thinking about what you're going to say next, how you're going to coach them, even if they don't want to be coached, and and how you're going to interact with them. Other people have different ways of doing sales and they're much more much stronger and they go with a person that is really really targeted on on their sales process and a lot of people will buy from them but they'll feel bowled over and they may or may not refer them and they may or may not want to work with them any further so i'm trying to give you five tips that will allow you to connect and empower you toward the sales process so that you can make more money. So let me review it one last time and then I'm going to introduce you to our special guest today. Number one, tear up the scripts, be authentic, be who you are so the person really knows who you are. And watch for other people that sound salesy so that you know what I'm talking about. Then practice active listening. Listen to your clients so that you can hear whether they have a need for your benefits or you have the ability to provide a referral to one of your friends or your students or someone in your community. Number three, use your clients' words and phrases for connection. And I gave you a little bit of information on how to do that. So sit down and write out 20 questions and 20 names that are in your target market so that you can glean the words and phrases that they use. Next, use open body language. That's number four. Be open and receptive and never roll your eyes. And let me tell you people, if someone's talking to you, don't look somewhere else. Don't, I don't care how bored you are, do not stare out the window or start looking for someone else to talk to. I'm sorry, but that's rude. And you won't get any referrals. So think about that and use your open body language. And last, number five, think about your clients before you think about yourself. So listen, listen, listen. Give them an opportunity to say what's on their mind before you launch into what's on your mind. And these are just some of the tips you learn in Selling Through Your Heart, my new book, and also the Compel Don't Sell course that I teach. So let's talk about our guests now. You've got a pretty good foundation here. And uh, you know, I want to introduce you to someone that's really, really amazing. And she's been one of my students for a while and she is, she's just amazing. I'm so grateful to have her in my community. And she's an award winner in Colorado Middle School Principal of the Year in 2002 for creating a professional development program for teachers to learn and grow together on a daily basis. Now she specializes in leadership, but she has been a principal 
and an educational leader <clears throat> for years. And she was in an educational research firm who consulted with over 2,530 leaders across the country. And they were sharing the research findings about leadership behaviors and how it correlates to higher student and employee achievement and productivity. And so let me introduce to you right now, Dr. Janet J. Sawyer. Hey, are you there? We call her JJ. I am. I am. Thank you, Charlene. I'm looking forward to this interview. Oh, you know, you are one of my favorites of all time when it comes to leadership. And you've even supported me in so many ways. You know, I, I just want to share with my listeners, I have this long drive between San Diego and San Felipe. It's about four and a half hours. And one night I called JJ after I got on the border, over the border, I should say, into Mexicali, and we talked for two and a half hours. And she was giving me all this phenomenal tips on leadership and community and how to work with others. And I absolutely loved it and have so much respect for her. So JJ, why don't you share with everybody what it is that you do with your clients? Well, you know, what I do is, what, the one thing I would like to go back and, and respond to uh, on what you shared, and that is uh, how you coach and with our Compel Don't Sell and having to find out the needs out there and not put what you think somebody wants to learn. And so, you know, for the past 12 years, I have been doing consulting with leaders across this country and a little bit internationally and working with them on these research behaviors and, and things like that. And when I started to work with you, the one thing I wanted to do, I was assuming that business leaders would really benefit from my work that I've done over 10 to 12 years. When I hooked up with you, it shifted, and, and you asked the question, well, how do you know business leaders want that or need that? And so having you uh, do the exercise where I had to come up with 20 questions and go find business leaders to interview made me have to look and see what they needed. And then I was able to look back at my wisdom and my experience in the past 44 years in education and leadership. And then I could see, okay, this is what I hear the need is, and this is how I can support that need. And then once we got there, then we had to design our programs. And so that was very, uh, uh, very beneficial for me. And so it came down to leading with power for positive performance. That's where it came down. Leaders wanted positive performance. And so I thought, okay, leading with power for positive performance. And the power comes from being a self-aware leader. Because where I came from that with our questions was a lot of the leaders didn't realize they were leaders. And what mm. it came next. And so to me... That said, okay, I need to do something to help them become more self-aware. And you had a guest, uh, you've had guests on your program, and we've talked about the DISC for sales because you use that same assessment so people can get to know who they are. And so mm -hmm. there is also there's also a DISC for leadership, and it helps them identify how they naturally lead so they can shift their leadership depending on who they're leading. So that's what came out of one of my 
uh, questionnaires, uh, questions and answers, and that made me create this, the power of becoming a self-aware leader. The other power comes from becoming intentional. So uh, how do you, once you understand who you are, then how do you intentionally use it to lead the people that you serve? And then, of course, the other, everybody's talking about managing change, people that are struggling. And so we have the power of managing effectively. We have the power of leading by managing the effect of change that it has on the people that you're leading. So all of that came out of the activity that you had us do, uh, with interviewing to find out the needs for people, then we had to go back and then create our programs to meet their needs. And it's a lot easier to sell that way, wouldn't you agree? Oh, I would definitely agree. De- mm-hmm. Especially using the words that they say. Exactly. Because using those words. Right. And you know the benefits that they're looking for because you took the time to do those interview questions. Now, what would you say is your biggest is the biggest challenge that leaders seem to have based on the interviews that you found? Um, uh, Interviews that I found is, is that the biggest problem they have is they don't know their people that they serve. They, they, they know them as far as their job title. Oh, this is my secretary. This is my bookkeeper. This is my uh, manager over human resources. But they really don't know how to identify the intangible assets that they bring. Because just because they have a title, they also bring themselves. And there's a lot of in, um, things that they bring to the table that a leader will miss if they don't start to become aware of the intangible assets that are sitting around them. And so in my workshop, that's the workshop of how to create a cohesive team. That's what you learn is how do you identify the intangible assets of the people that you lead and how do you get the right people at the table? When you're working with your program and working with others, what do you find is the most challenging when entrepreneurs want to develop a program? Uh, too much, too much information. They want to give their client everything at one time. And in your program, you really have to think, what are you really wanting them to walk away with and be able to apply within that hour that you're working with them? And so working with them to break it down because less is more. And so that's what I have found when I have worked with some of your clients, as far as helping them design the program, I actually make them teach me what they're trying to teach. And if it's too much for me, I make them break it down. And And don't you find... Oops, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I'm good. I was just going to say, don't you find that they have a hard time explaining what it is that they want to do? Oh, yes. And I have to say, I was one of them. I had all this knowledge and wisdom and experience in my head. I have done amazing things as a leader and worked with many great leaders around this country. And when you came up to me, and I know you remember this, when you came up to me at one of those networking and you asked me what I did, I looked at you like a deer in headlights. (laughs) I didn't know how to explain it. And unless I'm standing there talking to you for a half hour and people are not going to do that. And so working with you and getting these programs really specific, and then you're able to really speak clearly 
and succinctly so they understand exactly what they can get from you or they want to know more. Exactly. And that's the whole point of knowing your client's words and phrases because then they think she gets me, right? Isn't that what happens, JJ? Oh, it does. And they go, oh, that's exactly what I was talking about. They really do hear what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. All right. So we're going to be right back. We're going to take a brief commercial and we'll be back with you in just a few minutes to talk more about the important steps for developing a program that speaks to your clients and is easy to sell. See you in a minute. Attention professional authors, coaches, and small business owners. What if you could increase your sales authentically without scripts or the pain of rejection? If you are a realtor, you can make more sales without the fear of being salesy. If you are an entrepreneur, you can eliminate the fear of feeling pushy, get more referrals, and add more money to your bank account with less effort. Welcome to Compel Don't Sell, The Art of Selling with Heart, the next generation in relationship sales brought to you by Maximize Your Wealth Now. The reason that I took this course is because I needed to know how to market and sell in a way that doesn't make me feel bad. Compel Don't Sell totally comes from the heart and connects with people in a way that fits my style and how I would like to approach people. And it gave me the benefit of refining what I think and say about my business in a way that's professional, but still very warm and nurturing. I invested in Sherlene's uh, Compelled to Sell sales training program. And I just knew immediately that she was the person that I wanted to work with. The reason I took this course was because I felt like there were a lot of new things that Charlene had to offer that I had not experienced before. That's why I took the class because I wanted to sort of up-level my sales skills. And thank you, Charlene, for this amazing class. If you want to learn how to perfect your sales performance, build your bank account, and connect with more of your favorite clients, enter your contact information, and we'll show you how to use heartfelt sales to connect with more of the right prospects and significantly increase your income. Go to MaximizeYourWealthNow.com. Welcome back with us. I'm so glad to be here with Dr. Janet J. Sawyer. We call her JJ. And she was sharing with you the importance of leadership. And we were getting a little bit into what it means to have a really, really good program. So, uh, JJ, um, tell us 
you know, when you're working with my clients, and uh, because I, I have JJ support me in doing the very, very detailed work, um, that's really an important step. And she does a really, really great job. And that's why I wanted to have her on here. So, JJ, tell me how you work with my clients when you're working on their programs. Well, you know, one thing that we work on is and, uh, one of the things that we learn are the, the words that our client is saying. But before I get them to look at the words the client is saying, I need them to say it the way they already know it. And so when we actually work through the program, it's what's the first thing you really want to teach. And then we break that down into the four points you're trying to make, your four modules with three different points to match that module. So if you have a module that's called Remembering When, and then you would have three points. Reflecting back to when you became a leader, acknowledging your accomplishments and inspiring others. Those are the three things that we're going to talk about when we talk about remembering when. And so as I go through with them, we just keep talking about it. And then all of a sudden, we start breaking it down. Okay, this is a lot of information. It'll take you all hour to teach this one thing, and we have four things to teach. So then we break it down to the most, the smallest Thing they want to actually teach in that hour and then they start to build out their program so when they work with me they work with me on zoom so they can see my face their their program is up on their shared screen and we actually go through and she my client types it in as we're talking so it really is a collaborative uh, conversation so that they can hear themselves, so we can explain it to somebody. And when that happens, all of a sudden their programs start to unfold. So that's how we do that. And, you know, I really appreciate that information, JJ. And one of the things that I teach my students, and you'll learn in my book, Selling Through Your Heart, um, is that we need to choose our first program has to be what's really important to people. So right now, here's an example. I'm running a special and for $20, you can come on to my 90 minute Zoom course and learn how to look professional on video. I see people all the time on Facebook and they just look horrendous. And they could look so much more professional if they wanted to. And all they have to do is lay their $20 down and attend my Zoom course for 90 minutes. And what's fun about it is that you get to wear what you think would look good and you wear the makeup that you think will look right. And of course you have to be lit so we can see you, but you learn, you know, what makeup to wear. You learn, men learn about, uh, you know, the importance of not having a shiny face and, and that their hair has to be cut properly. And, and there's a lot of different things that we need to learn. Whereas if you're in the massive visibility course, then you learn how to talk to um, uh, hosts and how to use three minute sound bites to actually get your point across. But in this case, when you are developing your programs, your first program, your lead in program has to be something that everybody needs. What is it 
that everybody is looking for. And JJ, you found out with leaders, what did you find out they all need? Well, uh, at least 80% of the uh, business leaders that I interviewed, they all needed to start to understand and realize the importance of their position. What I found is that most leaders do not know their importance. And if they Mm. do not, they cannot lead. And um, I threw a question out there. When was it the first, when did you first realize that you were a leader? And at least 80% of them did not know how to answer that question. Wow, that's interesting, isn't it? That that is very interesting. That also happened over the ten years that I worked with over twenty five hundred leaders. I would ask that question before I started consulting. Before we started, I would ask that question. And of course, you have two percent that say, "I knew when I was in kindergarten. I knew all the kids came down to my house and I played school." Two percent. Mm. The wow. other ones looked at me like, "What?" are you talking about? And so what I designed my first workshop is that is so important that leaders understand they're important. They're the visionaries. Their workers are trying to create their vision. Well, if they don't even know they're important, they cannot lead. And so that Mm. was my first, that's my first workshop, remembering when. Wow, that's awesome. And you know, that's scary that only 2% even know that's that's amazing with all the leaders that are out there. And you interviewed some pretty high-powered leaders with a lot of employees, didn't you? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I had I had a CEO of a property management company. He oversees over twenty-three thousand people. Mm. Mm. I have I have a person that worked in a, a grocery a big grocery store chain. She oversees thirty-five. Because, see, what happened with her is she did something great, and this is what happens to a lot of leaders. They do something really great, and they get a promotion, and their promotion mm. is to be the manager. Mm. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, they look up, and they have 12 people that are responding and reporting to them, and they have no clue of what to do. Now, there's no training in their company for uh, management or what it means to be a leader? That's a good question. There is training. Do you know how much money is spent across this country? Over probably $6 million on, on improving people's practice. Leaders are always looking for leadership. But they teach leadership as far as uh, you, are, you have to be able to have a human resource department. You need to be able to have this department. But they don't teach them leadership behaviors. That's what I think. So so they don't really, the truth is, they don't coach them. They give them the nitty gritty, but then they don't coach them on how to do it. And they don't coach them on how to apply. And uh, and that was that was huge. That came out really big in my interviews with these business leaders, as well as when I was working with superintendents and, and the state department, educational state departments across this country. Hmm. Many leaders do not know the importance of their position. And so for me, 
that was powerful, and that's what I made my first program about. Awesome. So I really work, I see this a lot with um, not real estate brokers, but their managers, their trainers. They tell everybody what to say, they give them the scripts, and then they send them out there and say, okay, go do it. But they don't give them any coaching on how to do it, how to make what they teach effective. That's what I've noticed. And it happens with insurance companies too. They just keep hammering on their people to produce results. But there's very little coaching in how to do that other than to give them the scripts and the data necessary to go out and make the sale. Have you noticed that too? I have definitely noticed that. Definitely noticed that. That's why I planned. That's why I designed my program. I have been a consultant for 10 years and now I want to coach. Mm -hmm. I want to take leaders that really, truly want to be the best leader they possibly can. Because I'm going to tell you, the people they serve deserve to have the best leader. And so I want to take those people that are leaders that truly want to learn how to lead. And then I want to coach them in applying it. Mm. So that's why I said, okay, I've done my consulting. Consulting, you go in, you sell a program, you tell people they have a little 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there, share it with your neighbor. But when they walk out, they do not know how to apply. And I've seen it over the years. And so my goal is when I work with leaders is to keep my numbers very small. Because I'm, when I coach you, you're going to have me. If I have 100 people I'm coaching, I'm not coaching anybody. Mm-hmm. And, and so won't be very effective either. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so, so that's the, that's what I wanted to bring to the leadership world is a coach, and as you said earlier, a coach that has been successful in my own leadership work. Mm-hmm. I know how to get there, and I know how to take people there. Excellent, excellent, and and that's why. I have you support me in working together to try and really focus on getting those programs developed so that they are powerful as a leader when they're teaching their courses. That's huge, JJ. And you know, the thing is, is one thing that I did get from you and I continue to get that from you is get the more you have knowledge about what your um, client base is looking for, the more confident you become on sharing what you can do to help them get be more successful. And so, you yes. know, from April, we should have taped me in April. <laughs> and, then listen, and then listen to me speak today. It's very different because of the exercises we had to go through, because of the interviews, we had to get clear with our program. The more we did those exercises and the clearer we became, the more confident we became and are becoming. And don't you think it's sad that people just specialize in teaching confidence without realizing that it's the foundation that you stand on that creates the confidence? Exactly. That's what builds confidence. Mm -hmm. And and see, a lot of times people say, you need to have more confidence. That's one thing. 
But then you need a coach that's going to coach you to help so you can develop that confidence. That's exactly. the other thing. And the other thing is that if you aren't doing what you are supposed to be doing, sometimes we're doing things that we think is the right thing. I had a client yesterday who I was talking to and she took a course and suddenly she felt like she should be teaching what she learned in that course instead of teaching what she stands on as a powerful leader. And it, it just diminished her confidence and it diminished who she was at the same time. And I was watching this happen and I kept saying to her, you know, you're not teaching what you can stand on. That whatever you learned in that class is on your back end. You don't lead with it. You lead with who you are and what you know how to do best. And finally, it's taken six months for her to see that and now she is in the process of beginning to stand in her power because she was a seven-figure earner at one point. And she knows how to do that, but she needed to have programs that she believed in and she knew how to take care of those, her clients, easily because she had been doing it for so long instead of trying to sell someone else's program that she wasn't confident with. Make sense? Yes, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And, so, and I bet she feels better. <laughs> Once she yes. came to that realization, she probably felt so much better. Well, it's a huge relief when you actually realize what it is that you're supposed to be doing. And sometimes you don't see it until you are with a coach that sees you and sees who you are so that they can support you in developing what it is that you do best. But the biggest challenge that that happened with her is she wasn't willing to listen at that time. So sometimes you have to let people fall down so that they can pick themselves up and really see who they are as a valued person in what they do. So JJ, um, tell me, you know, you've talked about your first class and I know you because we've been working together. I know you have three integrated programs and let me explain what I mean by three integrated programs. Um, I'm going to use my own programs as an example and then I'm going to have JJ share with you what her programs are. So one of my programs is, of course, Compel Don't Sell. We've talked about that. And that is usually what students want the first in the very beginning because they don't have any concept about how to sell. They don't like to ask for money. They don't want to feel pushy. They don't. There's so many things that they think that money's dirty. There's so many things that they have in their head that holds them back from sales that pretty soon they have to go and get a job. So that is my intro course because I know every entrepreneur out there all but 2% need the sales information so that they can go out and start making money. Then my next course is all about your business and developing your programs like what JJ and I have been talking about right now so that you have a strong foundation to stand on and something that people value that they can buy from you. And then my last course, I talked a bit about it, is the Massive Visibility Media course where you learn how to work with video and send video out to your clients and put it all over social media and you look professional and you actually you represent your 
specific area of expertise. So you could come into any one of those classes or you could take all the classes. It depends, but they all stand alone. And yet there are three classes there that you can move through and come out in a place like JJ is right now. So JJ, talk to them about what your three interactive courses are. Well, my three interactive courses is the first course is uh, the power of becoming a self-aware leader. That is the first course. And, and that, what do they get is, in that course? In that course, they will take a DISC profile assessment for leadership, and they will learn about who they are naturally as a natural leader, and the best thing they'll learn is there's no wrong or right. It is what it is, and they'll start to become more self-aware. I've been uh, debriefed that with them so that they really understand who they are, and they're able to tell me, as a leader, I am a high eye, which is an influencer. And then how do you shift that with the people that you lead? So that's my first one. And then the second one is then, now that you know that you are a self-aware leader, how do you become intentional about using that leadership style of yours to shift it to lead people? And so it goes into the power of creating a collaborative and cohesive team. Now, the reason why I came up with that workshop is before you can have a cohesive collaborative team, you have to know who you are as a leader first. Mm -hmm. And then... Uh, my interviews were talking about how they, they needed to bring their teams together, how people would show up late, how people didn't uh, follow through with what they said they were going to do. And so that's why I created that cohesive team. But once you have a cohesive team, you know you're going to deal with change. How do you manage them? And so I have the third one is the power of leading by managing the effect of change. That it has your, whatever initiative that you're putting in place that the impact that it would have on the people you're asking to implement what you're asking them to do. And so you can come in in any one of those three. You're, whether you come into managing, you're still going to become self-aware and go into the managing change. You might come into my programs through the door of cohesive team. You're going to learn about who you are as a leader and how to, how to lead your cohesive team so that they are more collaborative and get the job done. Or there are some people that just want to know who they are as a leader. And so that class, you come into that class and you just learn how to become a self-aware leader. Excellent, JJ. You've really, really mapped this out so that you can support your leaders out in the field. And I love what you're doing. And that's why I had you on the show today, because you really are a star in how you map this out. Because when you think about how many years you have been a leader and a principal and worked with leaders and how much you have in your mind, I remember you know, you were talking about when I first met you and you just had so much in your mind that you didn't know where to begin. You didn't know who you were or even how to start. And I have many, many people that come to me that they have so much background that they just don't know how to put it together. And that's one of the areas I have a real expertise in because if you don't know 
how to define exactly what it is that your clients are looking for and you're all over the map and trying to explain what it is that you do there aren't going to be many people that you'll be working with and in fact you won't even be able to uh, i like to use the term find sales because that's what people say to me i can't find any sales anywhere i can't find any people to work with i don't know who you know i no matter what i do i even get on stage and i speak and i don't even get anybody that that buys my program it's because you aren't speaking a language they can understand and you're not providing a program that they need at this time so we're going to take a quick break and my gosh this time goes fast we'll be back with jj to hear her final thoughts and we will wrap it up and talk about what i'm going to be sharing with you next week be right back Attention professional authors, coaches, and small business owners. What if you could increase your sales authentically without scripts or the pain of rejection? If you are a realtor, you can make more sales without the fear of being salesy. If you are an entrepreneur, you can eliminate the fear of feeling pushy, get more referrals, and add more money to your bank account with less effort. Welcome to Compel Don't Sell, the art of selling with heart. The next generation in relationship sales brought to you by Maximize Your Wealth Now. The reason that I took this course is because I needed to know how to market and sell in a way that doesn't make me feel bad. Compel Don't Sell totally comes from the heart and connects with people in a way that fits my style and how I would like to approach people. And it gave me the benefit of refining what I think and say about my business in a way that's professional, but still very warm and nurturing. I invested in Shirlene's uh, Compel to Sell sales training program. And I just knew immediately that she was the person that I wanted to work with. The reason I took this course is because I felt like there were a lot of new things that Shirlene had to offer that I had not experienced before. That's why I took the class because I wanted to sort of up-level my sales skills. And thank you, Shirlene, for this amazing class. If you want to learn how to perfect your sales performance, build your bank account, and connect with more of your favorite clients, enter your contact information, and we'll show you how to use heartfelt sales to connect with more of the right prospects and significantly increase your income. Go to MaximizeYourWealthNow.com. Welcome back to the final portion of our show. They always go so fast. And before we left, I said that I was going to ask JJ, Dr. Janet J. Sawyer, for her final thoughts. And she's going to give you a takeaway that you can do today. And then next week, I'm going to talk about those four questions that you can ask people out in the field so that you can get a feel for your target market and what they're thinking. 
So go ahead, JJ, share with us a takeaway that we could do today to really make a difference in our business. I want you to just take out a sheet of paper and a pencil because I really want you to write this down and think about it. There are 21 research-based leadership behaviors that the people that you lead need to see in your leadership. And it correlates to higher productivity and student achievement. They're 21. I'm going to give you the top one that over 20, 87% of the leaders that I train, 87%, so it's over 2,500 leaders, chose this one behavior that they needed to work on. And that behavior is affirmation, affirming your people. Now, I told this group of people of 85 one time that, and this guy said this, oh, come on, JJ, you mean to tell me I have to affirm these people? They're getting paid, they're professionals. And I thanked him for saying that out loud because at least 40 people were thinking the same thing. And the viewers out there, you might be thinking the same thing too. Affirmation, the number one thing that all people need, whether they're black, white, rich, poor, doesn't matter. They need to feel valued. And once you start to identify things that your staff are doing that are great and you're complimenting them on it, you will see raised productivity, and that might mean better profits when you go to the bank. That might mean student achievement going up. But if nothing else, think about how you affirm the people you lead. So that's one thing I would really like to share out there. That's awesome. That's really, really awesome. And as you know, I've said a bit earlier that JJ has been phenomenal at supporting me and my leadership. And I think she would be outstanding in supporting you too. How can they get a hold of you, JJ? Oh, reach out to me at Janet J Sawyer at gmail.com. Janet J A N E T J, the initial J. Sawyer, S-A-W-Y-E-R at gmail.com. Reach out. Right, you've heard, heard me on Shirley's radio show. I will reach back to you. You will have a complimentary uh, coaching session with me so that you can get to know who I am. I can get to know who you are. And then you can hear more about, I can, I can tell you the top five behaviors. But just reach out to me at JanetJSawyer at gmail.com. Remember, I am a collaborative conversational coach, and so that's why I want you to reach out to me there, and then I will reach back to you ASAP. Well, JJ, thank you so much for being with us today and taking your time, and I just love what you do and how you do it, and that's why you're an intricate part of my team. So next week, we'll, thank we'll you, be Charlene. back. I appreciate it. You're welcome. We'll be back next Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific time. Join us and we'll be talking about those four questions that you need to ask your clients. See you then. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on the Ascended Masters at Work show with spiritual life coach, Reverend Shirlene Reeves. 
We hope you found our message enlightening in a way that will change your everyday interactions in work and play. Share the love. Pass on our web address, ascendedmastersatwork.com, and if you have a great story to share, we'd love to have you on the show. This has been a Massive Visibility Media Production. Join us next week for the Ascended Masters at Work show. And while remembering the words of the late Wayne Dyer, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. We say Namaste.